0: This is Dr. Kate Eckert with the Form, Function, and Flow Lab podcast. I'm a chiropractor, yoga instructor, anatomy junkie, and movement educator, and I am looking forward to exposing you to all sorts of ways that you can prehab your body to avoid injury and maintain those hobbies, activities, sports that you love to do and we'll also be focusing a lot on the pregnant and postpartum journey and making sure that you can return to those activities that you love or even keep doing them while you're pregnant hi it's dr kate and today's episode i'm going to talk about how when you are rehabbing an injury or um, some type of issue uh, how your progress is never linear. And I think when we have something going on, we're in the type of immediate gratification kind of society where we want to see immediate results. We want to see improvement right away. We don't want to have to put the work in behind it. And a lot of times when you have had an issue for years, I get, I get people in the office a lot that have had a certain issue for literally years, sometimes decades, and they want to know how many visits it's going to take for them to feel better, or they want to feel better after one visit or something like that. And if you think about the patterns and groundwork that you've laid down over your entire life, to cause whatever issue is ailing you, I think it's pretty unrealistic to think that you're going to make long-term change in one visit or by not doing any of the extra work that we, we give out for you to make those consistent patterns because I've said it before, but consistency is really the magic maker when it comes to creating new better patterns and seeing a a real change and usually i give patients exercises after their visits i'll email them and send them a link to our videos and i'll say you know just generally um how many reps to do or do it this many times a day or whatever and I just had a patient on Friday and instead of doing it that way, because, you know, she is just like me, very busy, has a young child, has a busy career and the daunting task of putting one more thing on your plate. I know it sucks. And it it seems like you have not even a spare minute in the day. So instead of just writing out, I want you to do A, B, and C in the day. And when you're looking at it in an email and you're seeing, okay, I've got half a dozen things to do in a list. I put out like, this is what I want you to do before you get out of bed. And it might only take 30 seconds to do your little bit of breath work that's where i want you to do it at and then when you brush your teeth like how many times a day do you brush your teeth okay we're gonna do kitchen sink breathing for 10 breaths when you get to the kitchen sink um or not the bathroom sink um okay do you get in and out of your car a lot in the day we're gonna have you do this thing and when you're in the car i want you to be mindful of not tucking your tailbone under and unclenching your glutes and it's more so setting up patterns like that that are consistent and spaced out through the day that change your habits to the core rather than doing exercises in a little block isolated in a little sphere that then doesn't translate into your everyday life because changing those patterns in the everyday life is what's going to make those changes for you, not just isolating it. And maybe you get to that day, maybe you don't. Um, But spreading it out and saying, you know, when you're at your desk for long periods of time, every hour, set a timer on your phone, and I want you to do reverse exercise or stuff like that. So building it into their day, so they don't feel like they have to designate a time when their kid is not awake, or when everything is done for the day and you're so exhausted, but spacing it out so that it's super manageable little bits that you sprinkle into the day. And it's more um, about mindfulness and rather than let's do three sets of 10 reps of each A, B, and C. Um, Because I feel like that can be a lot more manageable, especially for someone that, already has a maxed out plate um because i've talked with colleagues and friends that are in this bio body mechanics chiropractic healing type arena and if you can't get out of that stressed and fight or flight mode you're not going to be able to heal well and heal um, efficiently because it's very hard to heal when we're in fight or flight mode and I did a podcast episode on giving birth and how it's very hard to give birth when you're in fight or flight mode and relax and let the whole process happen and the same is true with healing and we're just conditioned with all the busyness of our lives, the amount that we put on ourselves, whether it be work-wise or family-wise, constantly running, constantly using screens, constantly not hydrating and not eating well. And it's the snowball effect of, can we get to that um, de-stressed space where we can give ourselves the grace to heal? So the, not only is there the, have you done your generic exercises? It's, Have you been able to de-stress enough to be able to heal to your fullest ability? You know, there's so many factors that play into, okay, let's say we're working on your uh, headaches, but we can't seem to get under control, the immense amount of stress you're under, and you're still gritting your teeth, and it's causing you to have a paradoxical breathing pattern. you're breathing with the front of the neck, it's locking down and you know there's a, you can't just rub away stressed out muscles. you have to work on that stress response that is causing you to clench your shoulders up to your ears. Um, and that's why one of the reasons why, I try to do breath work with every single patient because I feel like we're fundamentally stressed. I've never met anyone in the office that can honestly say that they have no stress in their life, whether it be family, social, money, any of the, those topics. We're just all have some level of um, stress on our plate. And we have to be able to manage that enough so that it's not affecting our and it doesn't just have to be headaches it can be you know we tend to hold our stress in our in our pelvic floors tucking the tailbone under clenching the glutes and that is going to really really hinder how we can rehab that area and i've seen it so many times where i'll be working with someone with those kind of issues and it's so hard to make real headway when we're just under a mountain of stress. And, you know, a lot of times you can't just have someone change jobs or fix the stress in their life. And even if you fix the stress or make big changes, that's great, but stress accumulates in your body. And if you don't Address that accumulated stress, you're not going to um, be able to chip away at that mountain that you've got there. We have to, and how do you how do you release stress? It'd be through all those probably seeming to people woo-woo kind of things, human contact, laughter, the breath work, rem sleep, meditation, that meditative state. That helps us to release stress. And so by sleeping really well and getting that great rest helps to release a little bit of stress. And that's kind of the body's built-in way to release stress. But it's definitely not enough to chip away at a built-up backlog of stress. So um, that's why sometimes I will ask my patients, how many hugs do you get a day? Or how much... How often do you laugh, like full-heartedly laugh, because those are ways of releasing stress. And I have little kids, so I get hugged to death, but I have lots of patients out there that don't have a lot of human contact just because of maybe the nature of their work or they live alone or those kind of things. So taking a good look at your stress level plays a huge role in how we um how we repair our bodies and have that shift towards towards healing ourselves. So if you're working on your headaches and you're making progress and then you have some kind of stressful event or something and then you know there's so many different things that can cause dips and um flare-ups and those kind of things that don't even have to be what seem like a physical event that Causes issue, and I think we don't give enough credit to how much that affects us physically. And I think we're starting to get it, we're starting to get on track that we really need to take a well rounded approach to how we target these things that are affecting us. Um, And we're getting there, but. I encourage people not to get discouraged with what they think is not a quick enough recovery. Um, I have someone working on pelvic floor leakage and incontinence and making progress, but not able to run again, and they've been working on it for a month and a half. and have seen progress, but we're on vacation for a week and out of town again for a couple days. So not doing their exercises for that time. So probably really only been doing their exercises for a month and then stress of uh, some job stuff sprinkled in there recently. And they we're like, oh, I probably this is probably as good as it's going to get. And I probably just am not going to be able to return to running. Oh, my gosh, if you've been having an issue like this for years and years, and you've seen progress with only a month of work, that is not the the end of your journey you can do so much more from there a one month compare of work compared to a decade uh more than a decade of this issue slowly creeping up into your to your daily habits that's nothing that's a drop in the bucket and you really need to stick with it make it part of your of your everyday habit, and then slowly work it. And when you have those stressful periods creep back in, and we know the pelvic floor is heavily, heavily influenced by stress um, and uh, all sorts of different elements we'll know our triggers and we'll know, okay, so stress is a trigger. I really need to double down on my breathing, down-regulate my nervous system, try to stretch out the pelvic floor because we know it's probably getting tightened. Um, to So part of it is then seeing what our triggers are and knowing what to do that we have to double down and do the work and push forward. So it's really important to realize that decades of an issue brewing and becoming something that has affected your life is going to need more time than just a month of effort it's like think of it as training for a marathon or training for figure competition or something you're not going to work on your physique for a figure competition for a month you would not be ready in time you're not going to train for a marathon from scratch in a month it takes time just like anything else and it takes um and it takes working on that stress response so the and again with those flare-ups we're identifying the flare-ups we're seeing what we can do to mitigate them and working through that and that's why i say that the progress is not linear we're not just slowly chugging up towards that point we are going to have those ups and downs peaks and valleys and that's normal and you would see that if you were training for a certain event anyways as well so one month is a is a small piece to trying to fix a problem that's decades old in the making. So um, don't get discouraged. You have got this. And it is a lifestyle change, like with the giving people stuff to do throughout their day and that's important to remember too because if we just go back to our old habits then those problems are probably going to come back so lifestyle change is better than just fixing it and going right back to what we were doing so if you have any questions don't get discouraged feel free to reach out to me have a good one i look forward to working with you guys. And if you have any th- topics that you'd like discussed, make sure to comment below and let me know. Because I'd be happy to share all the knowledge that I have on those issues.